Hi, I'm Renee Philpott, and this is Selling with Charm. After over 26 years in sales, there's one thing I have learned. Sales is fun. Join me as I help you simplify your sales process, and together we will reach your weekly, monthly, and yearly goals. Let's get started. Hey, Earl, how are you? I'm doing great about yourself. I'm doing well. Well, I'm glad you're back. I'm glad to be back. You did a pretty good job last time, so I thought I'd invite you back again. Well, I'm a very big um, person to have on here, so. I know. <laughs> so, uh, really this week, I want to talk about the difference from one-to-one marketing over one-to-many. Yeah. You know, you've been um, having me listen to all these running podcasts. Yeah. Not a runner. He still thinks I'm going to be, but I'm not a runner. But still waiting on that. Did get me out on a little bit of a hike last week, which was good. Yeah, I went about four it. and a half miles. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good for me. Yeah. But um, so you may you may get me to enjoy some of it, but not all of it. But in the podcast that we listened to recently, you said I had to listen to it because there's a lot of things that I would identify with because it's. Relates back to sales. Yeah, a lot of sales sales related stuff and content that really they wouldn't mean it that way, but listen to it, I knew you would get a lot out of it. Yeah, so it was there. The podcast was a couple of doctors who also both own shoe stores, mm-hmm. and the shoe the, they are in two totally different places. Um, but I really I loved what they had to share about their shoe store and about the difference they're making for their customers. And I've really seen this happen for you and your shoes when it comes to running. And so then it, it really meant a little bit more because I could see what you had gone through with shoes and what a difference it had made and then hearing their point of view. On top of that, I had checked my emails a couple of days ago and I never count my emails because my, uh, my email box is a mess. Don't even look at it. Oh, um, it's horrible. <laughs> it doesn't it meet our gives standards. me anxiety. <laughs> but I did count this, and I had 140 emails in one day. 109 of those were people marketing to me, not people that I had a relationship with or had ever purchased anything from, just reaching out to me to marketing things to me. And so it started making me think, and then we listened to the podcast and tying it all together. So today, that's what I want to talk about how much difference we can make both for ourselves and our customers if we approach it kind of the way these guys did their shoe store customers. So um, I'm excited to to talk with you about your shoes and your experience. So I thought you could tell us a little bit about when you first started running, where you went to get your shoes, you know, what, what caught your eye about them, why you chose them, and then how it evolved and what you do now. Yeah, it's a very big sales process, more than you think, because when I first started running, and anybody can do this, we kind of, everybody kind of jokes about it, like it. It's a, uh, anybody can take off running with any kind of pair of shoes. What we're going to talk about is going to, the, the shoes, when I first went to get a pair, was, you know, I went and got some cheap pairs on sale, and I want to say it was at, you know, one of the even um, outlet stores. It wasn't even, it wasn't even a, an actual shoe store, it was just an outlet store that sells many things. And I went to buy you know, a pair of shoes there. They were on sale for like $19.99. I thought that'd be fine. Um, and it was a, a pair of Nikes. Um, I remember and stuff like that. And they were a pretty pair of shoes. That's all I remember. They were nice looking pair of shoes. And I started running in them. And um, they um, really, my feet just was not happy. I mean, I thought, man, 
I had ran for a little while, really went running real long distance as much at the time. And, but I thought, man, I, I can't do this. This is miserable. I'm just, I was hurting. So we went to a, 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 a different store that was actually went in and they, um, you know, measured your feet. They put you on a, a, like a 3d scanner and checked your, your, your arch and your feet and how the shapes of everything was the exact digital like size of your width and everything. And, and um, put you on a treadmill and they videoed you and watched everything you'd done. I mean, it was like, and I was here, I didn't know how long it was going to be here. I told her, now I said, I'm going to run this shoe store. Well, we was there for like an hour and a half. And I, I know she, she was very patient with me, but she was, um, um, did not expect to be there that long sitting there waiting on me for this long. And I wasn't either. But they asked so many questions. Um, they just kept, you know, asked what kind of running I've done, how many miles a week am I running or how much, what's my goal? What am I planning on running? And I was like, wow. I was like, okay, well, I'm only doing this, this, this. And I told them everything. And, and, um, and it was amazing to me. And so they came out, not just with a pair of shoes, said, okay, this is what we recommend. They came out with like five or six pairs of shoes and had me try on them, try different ones on, walk around the place. They had me squat, bend, jump kind of some different things like that. And they kind of said, okay, what's, how's them feel? And, um, and I would tell them each one, some of them I'd put on and walk just for a couple of feet. And I was like, man, they just don't feel as good. Then I'd go back to another pair. Well, I end up with a pair of uh, Brooks. Um, I've heard of Brooks many of the time, I mean, like a lot of the brands, but I had never owned a pair of Brooks. And they wouldn't if they, they was not the most expensive pair of shoes they showed me, but they weren't the cheapest either. And, um, uh, so I remember just thinking, okay, I'm going to buy this pair of shoes. And they were like $120, I think what they were, and maybe 129 And I thought, man, I'm going to have to love these things like yet because I thought I'm paying that much more money for shoes. And and uh, so it's kind of funny, but they tell me that if you're part of this, the, the, the little club, and it was only a few dollars a year. I can't remember how much it is, like $30 a year you come to wear. And you can return your shoes for up to 90 days after wearing them. I thought, okay, I'll take a shot on this. So I got it, done all that. And fell in love with them. My, my running started getting better. The pains and aches went away. I started just everything. I mean, because it changed. The, I had a, you know, a stability shoe, more cushion, uh, more for the longer distance stuff, things like that. So I really liked it. It was kind of funny. And since then, since first time getting a pair of shoes like that, man, because before that, I mean, I was shoes were wearing out real fast on me. The couple pairs I had bought. Um, that I'd tried and stuff like that because they just weren't the right size. Come to find out I needed a wide shoe. That's the reason my foot was rubbing. Um, didn't know that. Never had a wide pair of shoes in my life. Never had bought wide shoes. Um, and um, so it was kind of crazy on that part. But, you know, since then, I've bought 30, 40 pairs of shoes probably. I mean, it's been a been a bunch. And um, and I'm always now, I've always got a couple pairs of shoes I put into rotation. Um, we don't wear the same pair each day and things like that. People that they had told me. But it was amazing to me. Just taking the time and source. I'm looking at it because I'm married to a salesperson. And I'm looking at all the sales part of it. I'm like, man, all the questions they asked me up front. And they wanted to be sure because I never returned a pair of shoes to them. You know, in, in all the years I've bought shoes from them since then, like yet, I had one pair of shoes that I returned. And it's because I got on their website and I liked the looks of these shoes. And I thought, well, I'll order you know, a 13 wide shoe and stuff like that. And that, that's what I wear in the other ones. Well, I wore them for about 50 miles and they just... They wore a blister on the side of my foot and everything. And I'm like, okay, so all shoes are not created equally, but they wouldn't have told me about them probably before because after I, if they didn't see what, how my shoes worn. 
So it's kind of funny. That's the only ones I've ever returned with the ones that I just kind of bought on my own like yet. So that's back to them asking the questions and saying, okay, oh, you're switching the trails. Oh, you're running 50 miles now instead of 15 miles a week. That changes everything. What kind of shoes you need to be wearing. Yeah. So in the podcast that we listened to, and we will have that in the show notes, yeah. um, they pointed out they had very little returns because they asked a good question. They were saying, well, what do you do with, with the shoes that are returned? And so they, they had a couple of different scenarios that each of them did in this. But the one of the doctors said, we don't have that many returns. If you do a good job in the process up front, you don't have that many returns. And that is the way it is with your customers. It's so hard to, to make yourself ask the questions sometimes because your prospects are in a hurry. And sometimes they already have picked out maybe what they think they want. And it could be a quick and easy sale. Like with you, Earl, on your clearance shoes. Quick, easy sale. Mm. But we have to, and this is, so they're going through the process at the shoe store, both on the podcast they were sharing, and I knew that Earl had been through this. It, it takes longer than 15 minutes to get a new pair of running shoes. But if you do a good job, just like they did with you in the store, then you're not going to get those returns. And so it seems a little bit silly to spend that much time with a customer that's only spending $120, sometimes $20 yeah. <laughs> if he's on clearance. Yeah. But on average, let's say $100, $150. But it is the lifetime value of that customer. So we have to think about that from our point of view as a salesperson too, the, um, you know, how many things are they going to buy from you, but also how many of their friends are they going to tell about how you help them? You know, if someone asks you about anything with running, you have gone through a lot of stuff with trial and error, but you're happy to share the things that go well. And so if that if someone who has been a salesperson to you for something that's going well, they're going to earn some more business. So maybe they show, they sold you a pair of $120 shoes, Next month, you tell somebody else, so they, that carries on, adds to your value as a customer. But then, you're going to buy more shoes, just like you shared. You bought lots of shoes. You keep them in rotation. You, you have kept running, and that's probably one of the reasons you kept running, because you found something that made it easier and more comfortable. And, you know, just like in the podcast, they said they had, you know, customers with happier feet. And then they had happier customers. Well, that's, you know, that's really what I want you to think about. You really want happier customers, but you want to make that connection with them. And it is hard, like I said, to ask questions to slow the process down, especially when you get a number you're trying to meet in a limited amount of time to do it. But I think it'll make all the difference in your uh, satisfaction with what you're doing as well as your customer satisfaction with what they're buying. So you're happier as a salesperson, they're happier as customer. And it's it's really the one-on-one. -on -one. All of this marketing, you know, when social media started becoming very popular, there's lots of people that that is trying to show us how to sell more through social media, how to market, and that's more of that one-to-many. And while it works, it does not replace that one-on-one -on -one attention and asking the questions. So, I really, um, 
want you to think about in what ways you can do more one-on-one -on -one selling and taking the time to ask the questions. And, you know, the in the podcast, they make the uh, point that there's lots of marketing for pretty shoes, really awesome looking shoes, but you don't know what kind of foot that that runner had, what kind of form that they have when they're running. And it may not work for you just because it's pretty. And that's usually what catches their eye in marketing is it is pretty or um, promises ease and it's cheap. Maybe it's on clearance. But those aren't the things that keep you happy for a long time. It's the other parts that sometimes if you ask questions and like I'm suggesting, slow it down a bit and ask more questions than, than information that you're throwing out. So ask questions first and then return information that's important to them, not just to the masses. Exactly. That's what, and that's one thing with me. Uh, you know, we talk about emails. Man, I, I, I get you know, hundreds of emails, and, and a lot of stuff goes to junk because it just it, it sees it as that. And when somebody emails me up, and they, you know, one of the big pet peeves of me with that with the sales part is when they put the, the re, like they're, they're replying to my email. That drives me. I don't even open an email. It's like, yeah, because I know I've not emailed these people. And that, but that to me, I just you're starting the whole conversation off in a deception, like they're replying to my email, and that drives me crazy. I don't know who's taught these people that because there's so many companies doing that now, and um, and I, that stuff like that. And you know, if you, these people now, if they'll send me an email, and, and I open a lot of emails like this, they may send me an email and say, Hey, you know, there's some products we got that you may be interested in. I always I'll look through it, see what they're talking about, and sometimes they may say, I may reach out to you later this week, and then they'll call me. Well, when they call, then a lot of times like I said, I've, I've heard that name and I'm like, oh yeah, so yeah, put them over, I'll, I'll talk to them. And I'll usually take, spend the time to talk to them people. I mean, because they, they, they've done the, the work. But the ones that just send me that mass email out, you know, we've got this stuff for me and they got my name wrong, they spelled my name wrong on letters or emails, whatever. I, I don't even talk to them. Like they act like they know you, they only know how to spell your name, they don't know who you are. They've never really looked your stuff up. Um, they've grabbed it some website or something like that and typed it. So there's some little things. And, and then here lately, um, some of uh, you know, our local schools, we always, uh, in our business, we always donate to the local schools, uh, um, to sports teams and, and whatever. And here lately, I don't know what kind of software this has came about, but no one asks you for money no more. Used to, kids would either stop by, and I understand during pandemics, like that changed, but still they could pick the phone up and call and ask questions. So what we're doing now, we've got this software that just sends a generated email out that says, hey, can you donate to our school for this right here? And it's, it's you don't even know, I mean, that might name be a kid that goes there. Some of these kids, the name that sends it to me, I've never, I don't know who this, I don't know who they are. And and so you got to still spend time because we're, we're making it worse on the, the whole community anyway as kids get older they don't know how to talk to people so to me that was a big part in sales and again i'm married to a salesperson so i look at stuff a little bit differently and um so that's some things that i've really noticed here lately and uh, it's how we reach out to people and it's kind of like the shoes you know you get i get emails all the time and, and of course if you guys know what i'm talking about you sign up for one thing and next thing you know every company out there is emailing you something because they seem that you bought this pair of shoes or you bought this whatever and stuff like that and um, you bought a new roller, foam roller, or whatever. The next thing you know, all these rehab stuff send you quite, send you stuff to look at. So um, it's it's funny how the marketing works, and uh, and and I I'm not saying that 
doing some marketing is not good. I mean, it is. It's marketing is good, but how you deliver, how you do it is a big difference to me. Um, you can send a mass email out, but make plans on calling these people up, following up with them, because that's what's going to get the people's attention. For me, it does. Yeah, I think that is a really good point. So recently, I had read a book, Beginner's Pluck, and we'll put it in the show notes. But it, it really mentioned something that I hadn't heard of, and it was the Ben Franklin effect. And so as humans, we feel like we're, we kind of get bashful when we need to go ask for help. And as salespeople, that's what we feel like we're doing. We're asking because we need this. But in reality, our customer really needs us, and they need us to present something to them. But anyway, the Ben Franklin effect says that once you help, once we help someone or someone helps you, if you go back and ask them again, they're more likely to ha- help you the second time because they like you even better once they've been able to help you. In fact, we like to help people more. We like the people we're able to help more than the people who help us. And so that um, is, is pretty amazing to me that we, we like to help and that that's human. And I love that. I love that we still like to help each other. And we still like to do something. But on the same kind of same note as that, the book points out that we don't feel the same about people who reach out to us as if we're just one of many. It, it doesn't have that personalized approach. And this brings back the school email, the email that you get that's asking you on the behalf of whatever child, and it is, um, you don't know, it's, it is a software, and you don't, it's not from the school, but it is it's supposedly representing the school. It feels like it's just one of many. It's not really directly helping the person that we wanted to help. And that, and I don't believe that's going to be as effective. I'd like to talk to someone who'd been in charge of um, maybe the um, fundraising in those cases. But in any event, like Earl said, marketing is good. And you can send out the emails, but add that personal touch to it. You know, make sure that when you reach out to someone, they they know why you think it's going to be spent work for them and why you thought of them. And it'll, it will get you further toward a sale and maintaining a friendship with them, not just getting sales, but it continues a relationship. Just like you and your shoes. When you buy shoes, that's where you go yeah. because you know You've had experience with them. They did just what they promised, and you, you know what to expect. Well, that's what's going to happen when we reach out directly. We take the time to speak with them and work through what, what's going to be best for them. And that's my challenge to you as we start this last quarter of 2021. Do some one-on-one reaching out instead of reaching out to the masses and sitting back to wait on that fundraiser or whatever to come in, it's going to do a couple of things. It's going to get you out in front of people. You know, if you call them on the phone, send them an email, you're going to get in conversations. It's going to give you an opportunity to talk with them. Ask some questions. Don't just throw out information to them. Ask some questions. And you're going to learn some things 
so you'll be able to sell them more but you'll be able to sell them more of what's going to help them what's going to mean something to them and you'll be able to make a difference for them and in your own revenue and sales dollars for the year as you know as nervous as you can get i know how it is but it's really you'll get over that after the first few two or three calls um you won't be as nervous and it'll be fine just you know set aside a day or two a week in the morning or afternoon whenever you feel best to make some phone calls send out some follow-up emails if you get some voicemails follow up one-to-one uh have left a voicemail for for, for you just wanted to uh, see how it's going tell you about a couple of things uh, see if we can help you in any way so that is my challenge to you is to take some time to reach out one-to-one don't rely solely on that one-to-many because you may be waiting a long time and you could in the meantime be building up some great relationships and learning more how to serve your customer yep that sounds great and that that's and that, i think it really works so i think it's something you've really got to think about and, and really try to when you're working on this and and uh, you know, and I know I I listen to a lot of in different running podcasts like that. But there's a couple that I've really got liking that that's kind of like what Renee's saying. These guys and they're talking, they're they're talking to somebody, an expert in their field, and they're finding out what they've got to say about things. And so when I hear that, it's like yeah, and that's why a lot of times I'll hear stuff and I'll direct it toward Renee. Say, hey, you should listen to this right here, and and tell me what you think about it. And so she'll listen to it and she'll come back. She'll oh, I really like this part right here. And then, and most of the time, I'm trying to get her to think it through a little bit because that's what it's really about. It's like a lot of time we're looking at stuff where we're business owners, we're kind of listening to it a little bit differently. So we got some, several good months left this year to get out and grow and sell and, and keep moving forward. Yeah, so go out and find find the customer that best suits you. And you you want to build those relationships and take good care of them because it is all about the lifetime um, with that customer, not to the lifetime value of both their their revenue, but also of the relationship that you build with them. And uh, it, it's a little bit harder to do, but like I said, when you start doing it and you get used to it, you'll really find a value both for you and your customer. Have a great week. Everybody have a great one. Have a blessed, wonderful week. Bye.